Hi, this is Johnny. I'm your host, and you are listening to Music Seeds. The music that made us. Today, I have one of my very, very good friends with me, Reese Argo. Hello, Reese. How you doing? Doing good. Yeah. We uh, actually had a really great afternoon. We, uh, we got a great couple hours of conversation yes. in that we should have probably recorded. Yeah. Hit up some old friends. When do you remember first hearing music? The earliest I can remember, I would have to say, is uh, listening to Pearl Jam with my dad in the garage. I remember it so uh, vividly because he would play, it was the Versus album, real heavy, hard rock, mm -hmm. and I was young. I was less than 10 years old, I know that. And he, I mean, he played at the loudest volume you could hear it. And yeah. I was like, this is horrible. You know, I was young, I was like, it's just loud. It's, it's just like, I don't even know what's going on. I used to be like, how does he listen to this stuff? Well, I know it's going to be my favorite band when I grow up. You know what I mean? I get to that <laughs> yeah. Point, but... So did your dad listen to the previous program albums and all that then too? And did you have those in your home? Actually, he, he uh, consistently tells me this story all the time. He's partying with some friends. And they're in a, one of his buddy's vans. And they were driving down... I don't know where they were actually at, but they were driving down the road, and one of the guys put in the tape. Mm -hmm. Remember those? What's a cassette? Yeah. <laughs> no, it was a tape, and he put it in. He's like, who the hell is this? And it was the live. Mm -hmm. um, my dad was just blown away. He's like, who the heck are these guys? This is new. Like, this is really good, you know? Mm -hmm. And from there, yeah. So he's, he's known Pearl Jam since they started. So that's kind of yeah. been my introduction. I mean, granted, he listened to all kinds of music yeah. you know, turned the Aerosmith and oh everything I mean I yeah. I grew up he, when he used to fix houses he's a, he's a maintenance guy so he basically would either leave me in the car or whatever and all I wanted when I first started really digging into music was mm -hmm. a Walkman yeah the CD Walkman okay I'm a little little older than, <laughs> or younger than people when they say a Walkman they think of the cassette one but the headphones you know not wireless so I used to just put them suckers on and I'd listen to Def Leppard. That was my first album I ever bought. Which, which one was that? Hysteria. Yeah, the big one. So, yes. Which, yeah. I, when I started with that, then I bought their greatest hits. Mm -hmm. And then that led me down the rabbit hole, Pyromania. Yeah. You know, High and Dry or whatever. Mm -hmm. You know, it's kind of going down the, the path of all their yeah. stuff. Yeah. But yeah, that was, that was my first introduction for sure was it, Def yeah. Leppard. What did they say in the front of... Um, Photograph. What's the what, what they, what's he say in the beginning of that song? I cannot remember. I'm like eating up and eating glue. Oh yeah, no. I, <laughs> oh I still yeah, I love it though. It's, it's one of the most random things. In but it's life. but you like memorize it. It's oh, one yeah. of those things you still, even though you don't know what's going on, you're like, I, I know every yeah. word to this. It's very strange. So what did uh, what did your dad think when you went to your first Pearl Jam show? He would always tell me he's like, you're gonna you're gonna love Pearl Jam. He's like, as a concert, I don't think he had actually ever been to one of their concerts, mm -hmm. but he's like, just from their music, he's like, I think the first concert I seen them was in like 2013, yeah, something like that. No, 2012. Okay. So we saw them as a conglomerate, basically. It was the Made in America Festival in yes. Philadelphia. I remember that, yeah. So we went there as a conglomerate, and it was it was strange to get that as my first thing because they had mm -hmm. Jay-Z come out with them. There was a lot going on there, but... That for sure kicked it off to where I was like... That was your first concert? Of Pearl Jam, yes. Okay, Pearl Jam, okay. No, no, not first concert. No, no, that's cool. That's cool. So Jay-Z was there, Pearl Jam? Yes. Uh, Drake was one of the... That was before he was like as popular. He wasn't even a headliner. Yeah. Which is crazy to yeah. even think of now. But 
it was awesome. It's so eclectic. That's where I first saw Gary Clark Jr. Wow. That's where I, I was like, wow, this guy's... Talk about introduction yeah. to music, right? Chris Cornell was supposed to be there, but yeah. he had to stop and do political... I don't know what they exactly do, but he went for Obama's, like, oh, performance. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. he had to skip that date or something. But mm-hmm. he was... So actually, I went and I, I seen Gary Clark Jr. twice. Yeah? Because he filled in for that spot. Oh, wow. Yeah. No, he... He played the his original set, obviously, but then they were like, "Well, someone's got to play the song." He's like, "I'll come back and play again." Awesome! So man. I was like, "I'll go see Major that." Major props. To yeah, that. no, yeah. that's definitely yeah. why I started loving Gary Clark Jr. Mm-hmm. the way I did. But that first introduction really, like, kind of, really, definitely, uh, I, I use this phrase, "planted the seed." Oh, no and, doubt. And you, how many times have you seen them now? Five. Yeah. Yep. Pearl Jam exclusively five. Yes. Yeah. Is that the most you've ever seen of a band? Yes, hands down. I would love to have seen other bands more, but yeah. I mean, just for that being my favorite band, mm-hmm. I, I look at it as a no brainer whenever I get a chance to go see them, you know, yeah. like I was thinking about going and seeing them this past tour that got canceled mm-hmm. in St. Louis, but obviously you yeah. know, it's COVID stuff. Well, and I, I was uh, lined up to see um, the Denver show from the last tour and then I was planning on maybe possibly even trying to make it to the Nashville one too, but you since you missed Kristen that that show, but you got to see him solo. We did. We got to see him yes. solo at the Adler Theater yes. together. That is hands down. I had the poster frame downstairs. That is. I don't know if there's a greater. I don't even know what you want to categorize it as, but like that might be the greatest concert I see, just because I know at that moment. Mm-hmm. The, a year from there, he was... He was gone. Yeah, he was gone. So it was yeah. like, I am so blessed and thankful that I, I got to go see that concert. Yeah, I think Because he's too. my favorite rock singer of all time. Even though I love Pearl Jam. Yeah, I mean, Chris could hit those notes, whether they were like really loud or soft. He just... Well, and he yeah. came out with that new... Uh, What's the new album they came out with? You got to check this the out. The retrospect of like, his whole entire career is insane. No, he's... He's the pillars that you th- you think of when you hear Robert Plant, Freddie Mercury. He's one of those pillars for me. Yeah. That I put up there that I go, anytime, he could sing the, the phone book and I'll listen to every yeah. bit of it. To create this art through your voice, the the, the lyrics and the emotions he put into his songs, to oh. songs like Like a Stone and Be Yourself, to feel that emotion and that pain. Now when you look back, it was, that was real. That wasn't like made up just to sell an album. It was, that was some real feelings put in the music. And I... And I know a lot of people, you know, they, they have either depression or whatever, and that, that kind of music kind of speaks to them a lot. Mm-hmm. I didn't have depression. That, that music spoke to me, like, good as any other music. I I would literally listen to Soundgarden or, of course, kind of Audio Slave is one, still one of my favorite bands. I still go back and listen to their stuff. But just Chris Cornell, to me, he he's like a, a perfect author. If you were going to read a book and the way a guy tells you something, that's yeah. exactly what I picture. Great storyteller, yeah, with songs, yes. with music, yeah. Like you, I have a couple things up of artwork of him in, in, in my place. And to me, yeah, he that will be something I look back in memory and be so grateful I got to experience. What music did you have around you growing up, besides the stuff that you listened to with your dad? What was the stuff that, I'm into this, so I'm going to go buy this? Like, what was the first thing you ever bought? Well, the first, I, I remember my first album was that Hysteria because it was actually got money for Christmas. And I told my dad, I said, this is what I want to buy with my money. Mm-hmm. And he goes, what? He's like, you sure you want to go buy a Hysteria Def Leppard album? He's mm-hmm. like, this is something that you want? I was like, yes. I was adamant about it. And he's like, okay. What year was that? Do you mind me asking? you remember? Oh, Around when? I was probably, I mean, 2000, 
2003. It's crazy that that album from like 10 years is to have that influence on people for that amount of time. Yeah. You know, it is one of the biggest selling albums of all time. Yeah. You know? oh, and it God. had like some of the top hits during that time too. That album had a lot of, lot of hits off of it. And what's crazy is that's not even my favorite album from them. Yeah. Pyromania is probably my favorite. Well, that was the first like, like when that rock sound yeah. came out with Mutt Lang during that time. Mutt Lang, a producer who yes. just who went on to produce many different people and obviously his most famous for doing ACDC, he was famous for doing Def Leppard, but his most famous thing is being married to Shania Twain during her, uh, her reign mm-hmm. and creating those albums. To see that that person was able to influence that band and create some great art is amazing. Yes, you no know, doubt. You can play any instruments when you're a kid. You played guitar for a little while, didn't you? Yeah, it's uh, something that I, uh, I was always a drummer at heart, in my opinion. <laughs> I love the drums. It's just something so that hard. it connects to me, but I don't have that. I have the rhythm. I'm sure if I took the time to put the effort in, I could probably get pretty good at it. <laughs> but I would never be anywhere of the level of like a true musician yeah. in drumming. Yeah, no, guitar too. Obviously, I love guitar, but I just started picking that up, dabbling with it. There's still things that I could pick a guitar up right now and I could play it, but it's mm-hmm. nothing like I could. You get some of these guys that can hear something. Oh yeah, that's this, and yeah. I know all the scales and the minor. No, mm-hmm. I don't know all that. Yeah, I kind of gave that up just because you know life gets in the way. And well, and it does, but you can appreciate the art of it. Though. Oh, and then when you start listening to stuff, you're like, that's hard. That's really hard to play. That that is a great example for anything in life, in my opinion. But go into the craft that. You see people doing, you'll see people who just will nonchalantly kind of toss stuff to the side and be like, mm-hmm. oh, Justin Bieber's playing drums on this track. Oh, cool. <laughs> but you don't understand, like, he's actually a very talented musician. If you tried to pick up the drums yourself and started to play, yeah. you'd be like, holy cow, this stuff is... You have to keep a beat and rhythm and oh, tra- transitioning and all that. Yeah, yeah you appreciate how the formality good musicians are. all. Yes, no doubt. So is that when you started getting the music bug? Was it Def Leppard when you started, like... Like, I'm really into music, or well, actually, you know what? I kind of take it back. I don't get me wrong, always, my parents always had music going mm-hmm. around in the house, whether it's weekends, partying, or whatever with the neighbors. I would hear, you know, anything and everything. And I, the first album I remember listening to, and actually, like, I love this, was Van Halen's Greatest Hits album. Oh, yeah, my dad had that that came out what, like 96, mm-hmm. something like that. And mm-hmm. so when the Sammy and them kind of disappeared after that but yeah. I remember uh, Can't Stop Loving You mm-hmm. my dad had the Balance album too but on the Greatest Hits album that's why I used to play my Walkman like when I got that as well but I remember I used to sit and like recite the words mm-hmm. like in my underwear as a little kid to my parents Yes, like I'd come out and perform for that <laughs> I thought, like I thought I was David Lee Roth out there or you know Sammy Hagar yeah. yeah it didn't matter it was just yeah. I loved that song and we were very fortunate, both me kind and cheesy. Eddie, before he passed yes. away. Look how that was 2015, time. wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's that's another thing that I thought about. I was just like, we lost Eddie, but the fact that I got to see him. Yes. What? Yeah, he wasn't in his peak form. I say 1981 Eddie, but still, you know, I'm oh, like, yeah. just the he was still on. I mean, yeah. that guy was on fire. You knew it was Eddie Van Halen playing. You're like, oh, yeah. my God. He's got the distinct sound. And we were lucky enough to see him with his former front man and everything, too, you know? Yeah. Maybe not the whole lineup, not having Michael Anthony and having his son, but we were able to see, like, the 80s reconstructed Van Halen, which we never thought we probably would have been able no. to. 
And his son, don't get me wrong, he plays well. He very, very, yeah. I mean, my son Clark actually has there. a solo art, and that's really still, he's got a band out now. They were on Jimmy Kimmel like a month or so ago, and I was like fairly impressed. He can actually has a pair of pipes on him, too. Yeah, that's, that's one thing that has always fascinated me with, kind of felt for him, because, you know, there's so many people out there like, oh, why isn't Michael Anthony out there? Mm-hmm. You know, he's a. And he just did his thing. Doesn't, yeah. doesn't make us think about it. Hey, my dad's going to let me play in his band. Heck yeah. <laughs> who's who's going to say no to that? And yeah, exactly. That's the thing that... And, that's, and then that's a father that loves his son enough to do that, you know? It's and like, like let him do his own thing. Yeah. It's, what, it's what he wants to do. And that's definitely Eddie got a lot of crap for. It was like, why don't you get back with Sammy? Why don't you do this? Why don't you do that? And it's, yes, we would have loved to see uh, a Hagar uh, oh, yeah. uh, Van Halen again. I would have loved to see both Hagar and Lee Roth and Van Halen together. Yeah, they, like they did, was that uh, 2004, that mm-hmm. uh, tour they did where they separated it to where he'd come out for the beginning, he'd come out at the end, and they'd switch on the next one or whatever. Yeah. And obviously, that was an absolute shit show. Yes, it was. Because they don't like each other. and Yeah. Well, it's two different attitudes and egos, you know. My my arrow's better than yours. It's like, dude, you're both great. My yeah. man. I love both arrows. Yeah. There's just moods. I can get yes. into a Sammy Hagar mood, but then there's yeah. that time I just want that it's in your face. Great melodies in the Hagar era, oh, yeah. you know? To where like yeah, that the, the, the Ross stuff is more like rock and oh, dirt, yeah. dirt and grit, you know, and mm-hmm. like Yeah, so we got to see two definitely um iconic artists that yes. were really, really good. Do you remember which genre you really fell into deep then besides the classic rock stuff? See, I'd say the first one that I ever dove into and was like, okay, I got to hear everything in this era was the so-called grunge era Mm -hmm. to Soundgarden to Nirvana to that was like, oh, this music speaks to me. I don't know what it was. Don't get me wrong. I didn't grow up with a horrible background or anything like that, but I just loved the, I'm a fan of dark things in a certain regard. Like I like the Batman Christopher Nolan, Batman, The Dark Knight. Yeah. Like, that's the vibe I want. I want mm-hmm. the real stuff. Yeah. I don't want the sugar-coated. Sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, Pop. people would say the Marvel is the pop. Mm-hmm. I still like it. Don't get me wrong. But to me, I'm drawn more to the Chris Cornell, the, yeah. the aching, the realness of this is the world. And you got into Alice in Chains, too, didn't you? Yes. Oh, yeah. 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 So I love Alice in Chains. Yeah, that's some dark stuff, too, and it was really, really good. And I, oh, I haven't told you this um, since I've seen you, since I've been here today, is that I got, um, a few weeks ago, I got The Mad Season on vinyl. Oh. Uh, with him and Mike McCready. Yes. Yeah, no, they're, and that's the thing, too. Is they're they deceit. Yes. Yeah. They they did so many, like, spinoffs together mm-hmm. that you can, t- I mean, you can go down the road of, then I was getting into Mother Love Bone, you know, starting to understand, oh, why, why was Eddie playing this at this concert? And, you know, because I, I was literally learning all this stuff. Yeah. Like, what's Crown of Thorns? Yeah. Now it's like a gem. You get that at a, at a Pearl Jam concert. You're lucky. Yeah, yeah that's, an, that's an all-time concert. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I look at, a, to me, probably the grunge scene. And that... That, and that, that was, a, like we said earlier, it's a really short period of time. So this music catapulted during that time within that like five year period, yeah. And it did something that was so emotional, and it, and like you could feel the transition from like the hair band years to like yeah. that rock and roll. And the only band that I think that really came out of there's a lot, and I know a lot of people will be able to tell me a lot of different artists that came out of like Def Leppard and you know and yeah. and Aerosmith and stuff, but. To me, like Guns N' Roses was like 
that was rock and roll. That reminded me like yes. the grit of like Rolling Stones and like their rock and roll era. And like, is some great like that first album to come out with that first album oh, yeah. and it'd be like an epic top ten album for the rest of life. I mean, you can look at Pearl Jam. Mm-hmm. I mean, ten is considered one of the the greatest albums of all time. I mean, mm-hmm. you're looking at to get that lucky in your first. You gotta have some kind of chemistry with. There's just something there. It's like an energy that mm-hmm. when you watch these documentaries on these guys and you go back and see like at this time what they were feeling, how they were, and mm-hmm. all that. I I think goes and shows you like that was just a perfect culmination of you know Duff, Slash, uh, Axel, all those guys that they were mm-hmm. all hitting. They were at the prime all at the right time. It's kind of like uh, I always say the 90, 98 Bulls. Yes. Or the 96 Bulls, sorry. I, don't know I know what, what you mean, yeah. You know, I had the greatest team ever, and they just mowed people down. It was like they had this perfect culmination of all these players got the right pieces, and they're just unstoppable. Yeah. I think the same thing can happen in music. Like, I think Audio Slave is one of those. Like, you got one of the greatest singers ever to come into a band that was already one of the greatest bands. Yeah. Obviously, it did nothing but great. Yeah. You brought a guy that had, like, a band with Rage Against the Machine that had hip hop mixed with it. But then you take that same musicians, like you just said, mm-hmm. and you take a guitarist who has his own distinct sound. Like, you listen to him, and like, you're like, that's Tom Morello. I can yeah. tell it's Tom Morello playing. And you take it, and you put it into, like, a lead singer whose voice is just so amazing and create, like, certain rock and ballads, you know, with <laughs> his artist. We talked about this earlier, like, Like a Stone and Be Yourself. To feel those songs is just amazing. It's still, to this day, is the song that... You know how you get those songs on some albums where mm-hmm. I'm skipping that? Be Yourself is one of those songs that I will never not listen front to end. Yeah. I, I just... To me, it's it's a perfect poetic song with just great musicianship behind it. And it plays such an important part to this day and time still. It's important, oh, yeah. important to like, I mean, you could tie so much stuff into it and how the emotions of today plays today. It's, it's, it's an amazing piece of work. Did you have a group of friends that you clicked with when it came to music or were you like in your own little thing? I would say, oh, I was definitely influenced from a lot of friends mm-hmm. to the point of, I grew up in Rock Island. It's a very mixed bag of, of mm-hmm. people to where I was listening to rap. Yeah. I mean... My brother was a great influence on me as well, too. But mm-hmm. his friends were yeah. almost pushing on me, too, to where I would I listen to Jay-Z, Kanye West. Mm-hmm. You know, I was listening to mainstream rap. But then there was some, like, oh, here's a mixtape of Wiz Khalifa, this mm-hmm. new guy out. And I'm like, yeah. what? Like, I'm, I don't know, whatever. <laughs> I'll, I'll check it out. And I'm like, this is really good. Like, mm-hmm. some of his, like, Cushion Orange Juice mixtape. That's a fantastic, like, to me, to this day, I'll still... That's a one that I could just throw on by about, yeah. and we're good. To me, that's where I see a perfect melting pot. That's what it should be. I I, I can sing every lyric of every Kanye West song. I love I love yeah. him that much. And that's I, what I, I was gonna say. Is like as far as an he's an engineer too. He oh. went, he went to the studio and said, "Let's see what we can do here. Let's try something different." I think, uh, and I know this might be a hot take, or somebody likes it, but uh, to me, Kanye West is. Possibly one of the greatest musical geniuses ever. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, I'm yeah. being honest with mm-hmm. that. Because yeah. nobody ever did what he did before he came. That's mm-hmm. always a good plus. But yeah. he's still... He's a trendsetter in a certain extent. Kind of like Drake is 
yeah. become that to where anything he puts out is new, fresh. Uh-huh. That's him. But and this is why I think that you know you get crap, and it's because people can't distinguish the character versus the art. Hundred percent. You know, and like look at the art, look at the art for what it is. And if you can't relate to the art because you're not into it, that's fine. But yeah. the people that are that know about that art appreciate that art. Well, I'll tell you a perfect example, and it's not to go down a different path here, but I remember my mom loved Toby Keith. Mm-hmm. So she'd listen, and I, I, used to, I was looking, I'm like, why do people give Toby Keith such a hard time? I don't get it. Mm-hmm. You know, and I remember at that time, I used to be like, who cares? He makes good music. I still yeah. feel that way. Mm-hmm. You make good music, I don't care what's going yeah. on outside. And I think like you are just saying, that's a good point. Yeah. You've got to separate the art from the artist. It's yeah. just... And my dad, my dad loves Toby Keith, you know? Toby Keith doesn't distinguish my dad's politics. My dad likes no. Toby Keith for the way he likes his music. Of course. And that's what I respected for my dad. That's my dad's thing that he's into them. Yeah, you know what? You don't agree with somebody's politics. It's like somebody tearing, we're going right back to them again, Pearl Jam, in yep. their politics. They've always been a political band. Yep. You think they're going to quit being a political band because you don't like their politics? Yeah, well, <laughs> and that was the thing that, you know, I even brought that up with you earlier is... They're very conscientious of the earth and mm-hmm. stuff like that to where, you know, they don't put out a carbon footprint from their stuff. And mm-hmm. I respect that. If that's something that, you know, they, they want to push towards or this is their politics, I respect it. I may not agree with everything they say. Mm-hmm. I still love their art. Yeah. I'm not going to not... These people that, oh, I'm going to stop buying a Pearl Jam album. Cool. Yeah, good make, luck. Yeah. Maybe I'll get a better seat now next time I go yeah. see them. <laughs> see ya. Like, we don't need you there. Okay? Yeah. Because yeah. if you're going to have that attitude of canceling everything... Yeah. There would be nothing. If yeah. you canceled everything for, oh, it doesn't agree with me, then we'd have a world of John yeah. Evans thinking. It's like, no, <laughs> you want Ricardo thinking. You want uh, John Turner thinking. Yeah. You know. You want to be able to sit down and have a discussion with somebody and not, you know, if you can't agree with them, at least you can, like, have a perspective. Of course. There's nothing wrong with having a perspective. And with art, you should be able to that. With music, you should be able to say, okay, I don't get that Kanye West is not what I like, but you know what? He did all this stuff with music. And help change the sound of hip hop. I mean, think about what he did with Daft Punk. Daft Punk's no longer now. They did broke up like a week or two ago. I brought that up with John. Like I think, and I didn't know that. Yeah, they broke up like last week or the week before last. And look at what they did with that. You know, look what they did with. Uh, you can hear that, folks. Yeah. What's sorry. your pop's name? Uh, Cece. Cece. Yeah, she's <laughs> trouble. <laughs> but no, I that that was one thing too that just fascinated me with, you know, Kanye West is. You talking about, you know, he worked with Daft Punk. You know, now you're seeing The Weeknd worked with yeah. Daft Punk, and that's his best work. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, mm-hmm. you going out and you you trying something different that's... Yeah. That, to me, I give more respect to an artist who's like, I'm at the top of the world right now. Let's try something that makes no sense. Stoke the wall, see if it sticks. Yeah. Because then you're like, wow, this could be really good. Yeah. If it if it falls flat on its face, who cares? You yep. still got the credit backing of being Kanye West. Who cares? And you're creating your own genre. You're creating your own thing, you know? And that's what I tell, you know... I respect it. If you want to make pop music, make pop music. If you want to make the heaviest hard rock thing you ever want to make of and, and sound like you're gargling, then you go ahead and do that. <laughs> uh, you know, but yeah. the thing is, is that there's an art in everything and people love that stuff and it's, I'm not... As much as I make a joke there, yeah, that is somebody else's thing they go to, and there is something that they find passionate, and something else that they find that makes fuels their soul for that kind of stuff. Okay. And there's nothing like that. It's like the music you listen to in your teenagers. You yes, know? and you listen to stuff in your teenagers. You know, does that play a pivotal role in the development of who you are? Yeah, it probably does. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. culture. Yeah. 
Everything that we listened to, we, had, we talked about it earlier, is that you go from one thing to another to another, and you try different things, and you come back, and for nostalgic reasons, and you listen to your older stuff. Well, that, to me, that's the greatest part, is I've gotten to... I am so eclectic now that I can't be pigeonholed into anything. Yeah. I feel like there's... It's just based on mood. Mm-hmm. Some days, I'll listen to Kenny Chesney for a week straight. Mm-hmm. I'm just so into going back to his catalog, I just mm-hmm. jam out. And then, next thing you know, I'll... Kanye West, let's go check. Oh, yeah, I remember this album. Let's go check this out. Then I'm going from there, and I'm bouncing, and it's like, I'm just respecting the art 100%. I don't go, Kenny Chesney's this, or Kanye is that, or I I don't care. I just look at... To each its own, man. I've said that many, many, many times. So as you got older, you transitioned into your adult years. You know, your style did change. So you went into, like, the country, like you're saying, and stuff like that. I guess what's the word I'm looking for? Um, did you feel like that played a part in your emotion in a way? Like the emotions that you're feeling at the moment in time now? Yeah. I, I think a great, and I guess, analogy to that is you go through experiences in life mm-hmm. and music kind of takes you on a ride through that as well. And you get to a point of, like if I, if I go to uh, listen to most country now, let's say a new Kenny Chesney song comes out, you listen to it, and you go, oh, I can respect that, especially what he's talking about, because it might be something that is a life thing, and as you get older, you start to experience these things, and you get to this point where you go, oh, I understand where he's coming from with this. Mm-hmm. So then it hits you a little more, you know, whether it's talking about wife, kids, anything, or growing yeah. up poor or something, you, you can easily go, oh, man, I, I feel that. So yeah. then that immediately hooks you into the, the yes. artist or the song. Yep. And then that to me is kind of how I've built this music love for me. Yeah. You know, I, I started, you know, I was the hard rock. I don't know nothing about partying and girls when I was 10. But, <laughs> you know what I mean? You still like, like I love music. Yeah, but it, it just got to that point where then you grow. And then now I'm like, I'm listening to country music probably 50% yeah. of the time. I'm like, I would have never yeah. even sniffed that. Well, it's like what I showed you earlier with Jason Isbell, you know, that song, If We Were Vampires. I mean, you can tell that that guy wrote a song about his emotions and his heart. And only a person that had been through that experience to know that what that feels like will take something like that and go, holy cow, the emotion and heart put into that song. And I just listened to that today. It was the first time I had heard it. But, you know, now that I'm married and I start mm-hmm. to see these things and just hearing that, I'm like... Oh, I totally understand that. Like I yeah. having that that life partner like that, and mm-hmm. just that feeling of like, I'm excited to go take the rest of my life with you. That's important. I yeah. think that immediately hooked me into that song where I'm like, I and it's kind of got a little bit of heartache to it too. It's yes, like, you know, talking about yeah, you know, someday you won't be here, or I won't be here, you know. Yeah, it's reality. Like, but let's live this moment together, and that's what it comes down to. Is there a certain song that you do hold very dear to yourself that you? Have never let go of? Is there like a song that you just, this is my go-to? Or it can even be a couple. It doesn't have to be one. Oh, there's a ton. Um, a couple of them, though. There's a lot of a lot of mood uh, songs, I would say. Mm-hmm. Like, there's just times where, let's say I, I come home from work, <laughs> long day or something, you know, you're just stressed out a little bit. Like, I could throw on a, a Chris Cornell jam, like a live acoustic version of, you know, can't change me or uh, like be yourself. Those those songs are ones that mm-hmm. I if I hear that song, it takes me to a different place. Yeah. I immediately just go, 
I am fully focused and engaged in this song right now at this moment yeah. in time. I don't I don't think mm-hmm. about anything else. Yeah. That's I would say those two. I've really grown fond of that guy's music to a, mm-hmm. not not necessarily the the cheesy up tempo ones, but like I look at the ones like on the coast of somewhere beautiful is a song that I just it's just got a feeling that you can't describe it. Make, he makes you feel like you're on a boat yeah. sitting there. This is Old Blue Chair or Way Down Here. Talking about just... Mm-hmm. And with you talking about him, I brought this up to you earlier, and I really want you to make sure you make a mental note of it, is to check out that documentary on Dean Dillon. Yes. Because he basically took Kenny when he was a nobody and helped him create songwriting together. Uh, helped make him uh, a better songwriter. She makes my tractor sexy. Like, <laughs> that's a, I, for the longest time, did not know he sang that song. Yeah. My mom used to listen to him like out in the yeah. pool. Talk about a country pop song that oh, everybody man. knows. Even now, I know it's cheesy, but it's just kind of fun to listen it's to. It's fun, like, fun. Yeah. Do you have um, any musician that you connect with? Probably Eddie Vedder. Mm-hmm. Just because I think he's so weird. He's mm-hmm. eclectic. He's just himself. He's just yeah. a raw dude. I don't want to make myself in anything that I'm not. Or mm-hmm. I don't know. I just go with what I'm learning and experiencing through life. And I think that's... I've kind of noticed that with Eddie. Kind of going back and looking through his course of mm-hmm. who he's become and stuff. And I'm like, that'd be somebody that you know you can look up to. That's a role model in a certain sense. And I think... Yeah. I, I think I've kind of got some of those qualities where I'm quiet, but when I do speak, I want it to be important. Yeah. Or thoughtful. Mm-hmm. I've, I've done the research here, and I've talked, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's that's how I think of Eddie. When he speaks, I'm listening. Yeah, he's his own self. Yeah. He ain't no. trying to be anybody else. He ain't trying to be God, an no. image. You know? Nope. I feel that way about about him, too. I definitely do. I, I mean, there's a few, like, I think Dave Grohl definitely is one of those guys that's that way to me, because everything he Down does is earth. about music as a person as a human being i feel like he wants to make sure all his entity his his other stuff his side projects his music you know all the stuff he's mm-hmm. done and so i think that's important that when you want to connect with with an audience or you want to connect with a human being you want to make sure you do that so you talked about country uh getting into that and that that's a new style that you're into and everything is there any <laughs> other style that you might want to think oh, i might want to check that out a little bit more I would say one style that I've really, I can't find a bad song in it, kind of, I don't know, you'd say islandy or reggae. Mm-hmm. I, there's just something about that. There's a yeah. mood, man. If I, if I could throw on some Bob Marley, that oh. style, that's the music that like... That feeling. I could be at the lowest point of my day. Something just got you down. Mm-hmm. If I play some Bob Marley, man, it... The whole whole world kind yeah. of flips. I'm like, it ain't that bad. We'll be all right. We'll get through it. Yeah, that's my the first answer I give when somebody goes. If there was any person you could see mm-hmm. living or dead that you'd want to see live, that is my number one go to. Mm. Anybody that can get an audience up and going and have a great time and positive vibes and yes. yeah, be able to have a band that backs you up. And we lost the last of the Whalers uh, this past week. Yes. Um, one of the original members and. I thought, wow, this is an end of an era if it ever was, you know, because he's a legend in my opinion. So, and that always makes me wonder why? Why is there not somebody jumping on that? Like, mm-hmm. I, don't well, know. I think there's been people have tried to do that. But yeah, just, it's not a it's not a band oriented reggae. I think yeah. Inner Circle was out there in like the late '80s, early '90s. 
I mean, there might be, and we're just not getting True. it. True. Yeah, maybe, there's maybe, so much you know, music out and there. And it's just like you can't, if you're not, like you said, like EDM or like uh, trapped or, you know, or something. So that's what's popular, but you have to really, like I told John in the last conversation, every one of my podcasts is that if you want to, if you like, if your life fuels music and you care about music, do the research, you know, New Music Fridays, new stuff comes out. Look at what's out there as far as genre goes. And if there's somebody you don't recognize and it's in your genre, check it out. You might be surprised who you come across. There's a band called Fretland that I think I've mentioned before that I just got turned on to that has no notice that they're this, this album will probably be something that people notice this next album. Well, another thing that as far as genres going into, I have really dug into I kind of you know it's just peripheral for me but I've dug into a lot more of I guess you'd call it gospel or Christian music mm-hmm. all music's Christian music I don't understand that but my sister and my father have that both done that go ahead there is some amazing music out right now when it comes to Danny Gokey my favorite is Zach Williams if there's ever a guy I want to turn you on to is Zach Williams that mm-hmm. guy Almond Brothers Spirit Mm-hmm. singing gospel but it's got a perfect twist where it's not like he's got a twist on it that makes you it, it connects really well with me mm-hmm. uh, Zach Williams we've seen him actually in concert uh, we went to a Casting Crowns concert last yeah, year I knew they are, yeah. and uh, he was the opener and I was just blown away I said this is Christian music mm-hmm. it's like this is the best Christian music I've ever heard I mean this was yeah. I mean, it started off hard rocking guitars. I was like, this is, I love this. And literally listened to that guy's albums front to back here in the past few months. Can't even count it. Yeah. I, lo- it's, I love it. It's funny you bring that up. I listened to an interview with, I think it was Pharrell and Rick Rubin on his podcast. And mm-hmm. Pharrell was, you know, Rick was asking what his next project was. And Pharrell said that, uh, well, I'm going to do the voice American Idol thing with, the best gospel singer and gospel group a group of gospel singers and I was like I actually would like to check that out because gospel is just he's one know, of those guys yeah that just he will just throw something and, and hope it's see if it flies I'm, I'm intrigued I'll check it I'll see what you got yeah. you know because you know what I when I listen to um, steered me wrong yeah when I listen to Chris Stapleton man you talk about re- religion and you talk about you know soul you can feel in that singing soul yes and heartache and that's what I love about that man so much is that you're he's putting everything he has into his his soul in that music like we were talking earlier when you hear a song I know there's some times where you're just like it just doesn't connect to me I gotta I challenge people listen to it again yes listen to it again yes. listen to it again if by the fifth time you're like dude I still don't understand this I yeah. don't get it this may not be your thing, but exactly. don't give up on it immediately. Because there's been tons of music that I gave up on, and then you're mm-hmm. like, try it out. Yeah. I guarantee you to try it out. I'm like, mm-hmm. Okay. And I listen to him, I'm like, okay, I see what he was talking about here yeah. now. I didn't hear that the first time. Now I'm, now I'm starting to understand. To me, I grew up, my favorite subject Did, in school mm-hmm. was history. Music history is kind of perfect. It ties right in. So yeah. I love the history of when I go and get vinyl, like I was telling you, I want the mm-hmm. exact vinyl from the 1981. It says it on the back. This Somebody held this at one point. Some kid in his room was putting this on here, and it changed his life. Listen mm-hmm. to. It was the entire album. 
Yeah. It was the, you heard it from beginning to end. You couldn't skip. Yes. It's not like now where you have everything instant access and skip, skip, I want to hear my pop song, and you don't hear the rest of stuff. Now, some <laughs> people do probably take the time to listen to of course. the majority versus the minority, and that is that a lot of people don't. People just want to hear the hits sometimes. And, and to me, when, when you throw an album on and you can't skip it, you're forced mm-hmm. to sit and listen to a song. Yeah. I guarantee you'll like it. It'll get to the point where you're like, I understand why they made this. Yeah. At this point, like, one of my favorite bands to listen to on, on vinyl is Fleetwood Mac. Yes. I would I'd put them on, and there was always songs, like, on CD or something. I'm, like, I'm not digging that. Click, you know, skip. Mm-hmm. But on vinyl, I couldn't. And then it got to the point where that was my favorite song now by them on that album versus yeah. the main hits. I think that's where you can grow as a person is... Just listen to it a few more times, man. I, I promise yeah. you, you'll probably understand where that artist was coming from, or at least you'll get to the point where you're like, I tried it the best I could, yeah. just it's not my thing, let's move on. Definitely with Lindsay, you know, Buckingham and his playing, you know, and his finger picking on guitar, and even before that with Peter Green and his blues guitar playing with Fleetwood Mac, two different bands, the Peter Gabriel and Phil mm-hmm. Collins Genesis. Yes. It's the Sammy Hagar, David Lee Roth, Van Halen. I feel that way with the Fleetwood Mac. There was the Peter Green Blues era, and then there was the Lindsey Buckingham like finger picking era. And like he, to me, was such an amazing guitarist. And when when he got kicked out this last round, this last round of being separated with Fleetwood Mac, it really hurt me because like I wanted yes. to see that lineup so bad, and I thought eventually I will shell out the money to see them. And now I'm not sure if I'll ever be able to. Not that I love Mike Campbell, and I love um, the the guy from Crowded House. And I think that they are both great guitarists, and Mike's a great frickin', oh my god, to hear like um, Running Down a Dream, that frickin' beginning part of, but to not hear Lindsay again in, in Fleetwood Mac is hurtful. That to me is a perfect example of, I know they chase money and stuff, and you, you've got to move on, you know, somebody, they don't... They that was a relationship, they, though. But that's the blessing, to know that... Lindsey Buckingham, to me, I love his solo stuff just as much. Yeah. I'm one of these these weird people that I, I have love his stuff his solo too. Stuff. Yeah, finger picking it. Yeah. and you hear this stuff, and you're like, oh my. like, is this dubbed? Like, there's no way this dude's <laughs> playing this on a mandolin. Like, this <laughs> but he's he's somebody that I dove into that I'm just like, wow, this guy might be one of the greatest guitarists in that genre. Yeah, picking. I I've never been led astray. He to me is photo of eccentric mm-hmm. when I think of a guitarist. That guy is just out there, man. He's I'm gonna lay this stuff out here. This is who I am. Yeah. If this is the way Fleetwood Max gonna go, this is the way it goes. Yeah. I love that. He's never He never tried to be anything else besides what he is. I'm sure they all have go back and forth and yeah. I can't make one look better than the other, but there's a soul to the band. Mm-hmm. You can't get rid of the soul, i.e. Yeah. journey. Yeah. That's another great band. Steve Perry's the soul of that band. They found that out as soon as they moved. You know, they tried... Uh, but I, not, to, not to say that Neil hasn't tried, though. Oh, no, no, no. I, Neil would, in a heartbeat, do it. Well, yes. it's all It's up to Steve. Steve, it's like Steve, like Sting. Sting with the police. Yep. Sting's like, I like what I'm doing. I don't, you know, I don't need to do this. And I respect thing. that. you got to remember, these people have made, they've mm-hmm. done this. They've they finished that catalog. Yep. This, this mm-hmm. is a, it's a, a gone time. Mm-hmm. So... I understand it, but I'm selfish as a listener. I'm yeah, like, me I too. I just want you to stay together forever and keep making this yeah. perfect music you always throw and, out. There's so many people want that, too. And I'm like, I, I'm excited selfish. to see what Mike Campbell of the Heartbreakers can yeah. do with Mick Fleetwood of 
Fleetwood Mac. I am really excited to hear what's the next chapter of what Fleetwood Mac could be. Yes. It's going to be interesting. They're a little bit older and everything, but put the album out. I'll listen to it. Oh, no doubt. Yeah. That to me is, they're such a good band. You're still going to go and, you mm-hmm. know, see them and stuff like that. But, for example, Germany was a was a kind of an eye-opener to a certain extent. Arnold Pineda is, he's fantastic. I mean, he's Amazing voice. So good. I mean, it's crazy how he sounds like Steve Perry. Going and seeing them live, they still, man, they had it. And I was so glad I got to go see them with Steve Smith as the The original lineup. Everybody except, yeah, Steve. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I love... We got lucky there because they changed the lineup again. Why? Mm -hmm. Sometimes you just want to strangle them. I'm like, you don't understand how good you got it. But that's the thing. It's to each their own. I know. And it's so hard. It's like, okay, this is... I respect. And the thing is, it is Neil's band. Neil's shown was discovered by Carlos Santana. I'll always talk about that story. I tell Kristen that, I think every time she brings up Journey, I go, you do realize this guy was skipping school <laughs> to go play in- to go play for Santana. Like, <laughs> I don't even know if you recollect. You're talk about a teacher, old. too. Oh, well, I mean, you can hear it. He's yeah. got that, that R&B, that soul guitar, that mm-hmm. power. To me, Neil Schoen is a perfect example of he's eclectic but he still knows the what's important yeah. like the the power chords the you know what i mean yeah but he got that little the in- intricacies of what santana is it's the in between to me and as much as eddie gets the credit it sounds like it. as much eddie gets the credit for the revolutionary of the the fast yeah. guitar playing for that 80s yeah. heavy hair metal neil was just as much as a part of that too neil's one of the like the Rushmore of like Eddie and him, and then there's a lot of different guys, but the, he kneels up there, you know. Well, I Steve, I, like we talked about earlier. Yes. Oh, uh, um, uh, Yeah, from yeah. from Toto. You know, I mean, there's some guys that people don't realize that if it wasn't for these forefathers that were doing this kind of like, let's see what this can do. One, I watched a here in the past few years. Eddie was doing like a what was it like a research on music type institute thing where he mm-hmm. was actually playing. For them and like showing them, he was talking about somebody had asked him. They go, you know, how did you come up with tapping? Because mm-hmm. you know the, the tapping on the fret was kind of new. Yeah. And it, he's like, I didn't invent it. He's like, don't get me wrong. I don't, don't ever make me out to be like some <laughs> guy or guitar. Like, I learned all this stuff from other people. Yeah. And I thought I had mad respect for him after he said that because I'm like, all have a derivative of something. Yeah. Of where we, you don't just pull tapping out of thin air. Yeah. He was hearing something. Oh, yeah. oh, he's doing that. Well, let me see if I can do that and take it to the nth degree. Yeah, that is being a musician. That's anybody. It's like a blues guitarist from back in the day turning on a you know a, a rock guitarist from the '60s. It's yeah. It's 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 um, Led Zeppelin loving it, '20s blues. It's, it's Eddie Van Halen giving Rivers Cuomo like John brought up in my last conversation. His like, oh, I want to try that, you know, and see what yeah. I can do with that. Everything comes from a reason, you know. Yes. And, if there could be a song you could cover, what would it be and why? Oh. Or would you like to see covered? Like, you know? Oh, man. Uh, like, that's what I'm really getting at. What would you like? There's a song that's out there in your head. You're like, man, I would like to see so-and-so do a cover of this. I would love to see somebody cover some Journey songs. Mm-hmm. And they're specifically in mind just because Journey, they have their, their rough ends... To some songs like Edge of the Blade to me on the mm-hmm. Frontiers album is one of my favorites. It's hard nose, it's just throttling the whole song. Mm-hmm. That's not usually for them to do that. Yeah. 
to me, I kind of like, I want to hear some of these ballads kind of flipped on its head. Like some of these songs, like, you know, everybody covers open arms and, and all these. Yeah, these, but you know the catalog. To me, like songs like Winds of, of March and Something to Hide mm -hmm. might be the greatest vocal I've ever heard. Like, I'm serious. Steve Perry's to me, he's the god of singing. I, I don't know what happened to him, but he can take it and just mm -hmm. up, down, sideways. Yeah. And I and I think I'm curious to see somebody who doesn't have that range mm -hmm. tackle it. Yeah. Take it in a different route. Or somebody that maybe even have a better range tackle it now. Yeah. Because I mean that's well, there's plenty out there. Yeah. I mean there's some people that have great vocals, great pipes that can change it, you know, the way a song can be done and just blow you away by the way it's done. You know? I, I think there's some some journey ballads that they mm -hmm. don't have to be ballads. They could be strung you know, strung into something else where it's either a hard rock song or something, but I yeah. think there's something there. They have such a good catalog. They always cover the same main hits, and I'm just like, no, dude, they have cool to tackle a few others. I think they have some good ones. Yeah, and they have a big catalog enough to do yes. it, too. They've had, you know, they don't you, make bad songs. Yeah, they even had a different singer in that band before you know, Steve joined. Mm -hmm. What song did you play at your wedding? Actually, you know... You guys didn't? Well, we, we were listening to music, I know Be Yourself was one of the biggest songs that I wanted to have at my wedding. Yeah. It's one of those songs that it's important to me, but there was some some other ones that we didn't have like a huge reception wedding this COVID year and yeah, stuff, so we had yeah. something at the yeah. house, but songs that I played that meant mm -hmm. a lot to me, Heaven's Dead by Audio Slave, mm -hmm. Dandelion, those songs to me are just speak to me really well. Just Breathe by Pearl Jam. Yeah. I actually forced my brother uh, when they were getting married seven years ago, it, we were talking, and uh, his dog's name is Pearl. Awesome. So they, because of Pearl Jam, but... Really? Yes. <laughs> uh, but they uh, they were talking about what songs, you know, what what's the first song that we'll dance to and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I told him, I said, I'm telling you, this song, Just Breathe by Pearl Jam, is probably one of the most down-to-earth, hitching-in-the-heart type songs. I was like... And they love Pearl Jam, so they were like, that's it. So they used it, and they did it, and I was just like, well, can't, I can't. You can't do it in the mind now. <laughs> I've ironically enough have never been married, but... <laughs> um, Smart man. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, crap. Maybe someday I will. And my cousin, Kimberly, used in her wedding the song I wanted... Oh, everybody's used everybody's song in every wedding. Yeah. You know what I mean? The, the good old... You gotta get the classic foreigners. The yeah, I want to know what love is. But my, I thought you know, well, nobody's gonna pick that one around. Like, <laughs> nope, nope. Sure enough, I'm in the wedding, and then here I hear it, and I'm like, no. I'm like, oh, I thought I picked one that nobody I'd know would ever have, and that was Crush by uh, oh. Dave Matthews Band. Oh, because you such yeah. a good one, right? My actually, we went to a wedding in September this past year during COVID. They actually end up having a wedding because Iowa opened up a little bit, but. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's a huge fan of Dave Matthews. Yeah, that was one of the songs they played, and I was like, "Man, this is one of the best songs I've ever heard." Like, yeah. I have to throw that out there. Don't get yeah. me wrong; I love yeah. a lot of songs, but that song is—I understand why people love Dave Matthews. Yeah, and I'm not a huge Dave Matthews fan. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Like, I, I am. He does great. <laughs> he's one of my. Favorites, I just had him so. delve into yeah. his catalog like that, yeah. but no, he's he's fantastic. Yeah. If I were to have it like ideal wedding mm -hmm. ones that I was okay. picking, yeah, it was uh, sticks is babe. Yeah, that song to me, cheesy as it is, that is just quintessential. Like you play that, 
might might be good. Uh, Ours together, uh, me and Kristen absolutely love Shania Twain, mm-hmm. especially late nineties Shania Twain. Yeah, but, I got to meet her too. Yeah, that story of you being where did you side I'm, stage when she's playing or whatever? No, not her. That, no, that was Santana for that one. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Still. Yeah, I. You and your damn <laughs> lucky ass. Well, no, it was Red just, I, got, I was very, like they say, blessed and lucky to be working for a record no doubt. store at that time and be able to meet people that I never thought I would ever meet. Shy Twain, you're still the one. That yeah. song. Yeah. You can play that. Me and Kristen would be dancing in yeah. the corner. It's just the song that we absolutely love. Here Comes My Girl by Tom Petty. Mm-hmm. It's another one I was like, cheesy, fantastic. Love <laughs> it. Uh, Keith Urban, God Whispered Your Name. Uh-huh. Have you heard that one? He's Kinda a good guitarist, too. Oh, man. He can... He was one that... I've been turned on to him sort of yeah. recently than anything. Uh, probably 2017-ish. Uh, he had his album come out that had, like, uh, Blue Anchor Color. Uh, some of these, these main hits that he threw out. And I was like, man, I'm really digging this guy. He can play the mess out of the guitar. Mm-hmm. I just hadn't dug into Keith Urban. Because yeah. I thought he was... I knew him from the 2004 days, of like yeah. this cheesy dude, this little haircut. I was yeah. like, I don't, I don't, I'm not digging it. But now I, now that I've gotten into him, that was that album. When we went to Texas to uh, meet, or not meet, but go see her parents down there, mm-hmm. that was one of the albums to me that it speaks to me a lot. I love that album. Mm-hmm. I always think of that time of going down there, like yeah. love Dallas, Texas, down there, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, that song, Foreigner, I know. You gotta have Foreigner yeah. too. Yeah. You're gonna have a wedding song. A lot song, of ballads, right? yeah. Uh, I Don't Wanna Live Without You. Yeah. That song. That's a good one. Really good one. That one, that'll hit you right in the feels. I don't care yeah. who you are. Billy Joel, Just The Way You Are. Yeah. To me, that might be the greatest lyrical ballad that I've ever heard. Like, that one. song to me, it'd just be me. And I'm, I'm perfectly fine. You know what I mean? It doesn't <laughs> have to be both of us. Steve Perry, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of his solo stuff oh, too. Oh, yes, a good couple solo albums. Uh, if only for a moment, girl. That yeah. song, I did. I I used to go into work and like I tell you, I listen to songs multiple times over in a row, mm-hmm, just because mm-hmm. I'm like, I love this. I have to keep hearing this. Mm-hmm. That's one of those songs that I almost made myself sick of the song because I listen to it so much. <laughs> like, okay, I get it. I like it. <laughs> and then Kenny Chesney, me and you. I mean, he's got so many songs. Kenny Chesney to me, I, any song I'd be yeah. fine with, but. Uh, the Best of You is probably one of those songs I played so many freaking times that somebody would be like, please shoot me because I'm tired of hearing that song. It's the build-up. It's the it's build-up such, that song to me. But that song has a double meaning, as they say, a double conundrum, you know. Is somebody getting the best of you or is somebody taking advantage of you and getting the best of you? You know, it's like... To me, and maybe that's my outlook, mm-hmm. I look at it as inspiration. Is someone getting the best of you? Like, change it. Yeah. That's the way I think that he's kind of yes. like... Pay attention, like go. Yeah, go after what you want. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. When you move on from this world, what song would you appreciate being played in your remembrance? Oh, holy crap! I have so many. That's deep. It might be "Just Breathe" by Pearl Jam. Mm -hmm. That song to me, is something that if that doesn't move you, yeah, I don't know what will move you. If that, yeah. To me, and I, I maybe that's selfish of me. I want people to be moved at my funeral, but I just think <laughs> you're that, moved on. Yeah, so, yeah. That, I got no problems <laughs> at that point. Yeah, but no, I just I look at that as like a that's a great example of that's coming from the heart. Mm-hmm. Like you can't listen to that that and song not, and not yeah. just oh man, 
I'm feeling this. Yeah. I understand where he's coming from with this, you know, especially mm-hmm. with his wife and stuff. Yeah. No doubt. That yeah. I would say that one. I don't, I don't know if there's a more poignant song to, to yeah. play. All right, we're going to do some quick ones now. Okay. Uh, favorite song? I'm so eclectic. I, I like everything. Um, if you had to choose a song to listen to over and over. Dreams, Live Mac. Okay. Favorite album? Listen to over and over. Might be rumors. Believe it or not, I might that whole album, song, everything. Like I've mm-hmm. always said, if I was on an island somewhere and only had one album yes. listed the rest of my life, it's that. There you go. Favorite genre? I guess you could say classic rock. That right. encompasses everything. There you go. Nothing so, wrong with that. But yeah, yeah I'd go there. Yeah. You kind of touched it. Your favorite love song? Let's go just the way you are. Okay. Billy Joel. Favorite rap song? So it's definitely a Kanye West song. I'm going to go through the wire okay. because of what it means. Yeah. I'm coming through that. Yep. Talk about coming wire. out right through the gates with the... With the to with, rap with a jaw or yeah. wire in your jaw, that's... Yeah. It's unheard of. Yeah. Uh, favorite country song? Oh, it's definitely Kenny Chesney. Um, mm-hmm. Like I said, I a song that I always come back to for him is Way Down Here. Okay. Favorite song that we're not mentioning, whatever genre it could be. Like something that you would think would be obscure that somebody would be like, okay. Roots Rock, Reggae. Okay. Billy, or uh, Bob Marley. That song is yes. it's weird. It's one off, and every time I listen to that song, it changes my mood. Yeah. That's one of those. I have so many, I can't pinpoint one of his. I just love so many. Yeah, no, yeah. First concert? Ted Nugent. I was 12 years old. Talk I about. Said, I, I got to tell the story. My aunt gets me tickets. She's like, you want to go to the Mississippi Valley Fair with us? You want to see Ted Nugent? She's like, yeah, let's go. You know, we're up in the grandstand area. This guy had M16 AR15 rifles on the side of the stage. He He's sitting there and he's he's going through all this stuff and oh, eh. and my dad had shown, you know, I had listened to stuff like, what's the one-off ones? Why am I blanking on this? Fred Bear. Okay. I don't I don't know why, but that was one of the songs that I was like, this is weird, but I love it. And then, mm-hmm. you know, I started digging in, Stranglehold, yeah. classic. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I know this guy, so let's go. Mm-hmm. So I go, was was fantastic as a concert, mm-hmm. but it was so loud. Yeah. That guy and his guitar, I've actually seen him twice. Mm-hmm. He came to the Mark with Sticks and R.E.L. Yeah, I remember that, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I seen him there too. Still, the loudest guitars that you've ever heard, like just to the moon. I don't know what it was, but I was mm-hmm. that was my first experience. And with him at, at a concert, I was like, okay, this is rock music. What's your favorite concert? Building. Which one? Man, that made America Fest was a, as a place in my heart. Then there you go. I'd have to say, just because it, it, mm-hmm. it launched everything, and him being out there with Jay-Z, and they did a little mix, being there with my brother, that's just... A great memory. Yeah. A great show. They're all great, but... Yeah. Who would you like to see that you haven't seen? <laughs> Steve Perry. In the original Journey line. <laughs> but... Nothing wrong to put that out there in the universe. Yeah. No, I... To me, the yeah. original the original journey is a band that you pay like, ticket. You like get here's my money, take it. Yes, yeah, hands down. Yeah, I, I don't think there's anybody that comes close to that. Mm-hmm. Who would you like to see collaborate together that have never collaborated? Kind of touched on it a little bit, didn't we? I think that there's more out there that people aren't jumping on. Like I think country music and rock. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they they do their intermingling, but. 
I think if you were to take like, even if it's a journey, you know, mm-hmm. Steve Perry ballad, and make it country, mm-hmm. I think that to me, there's more of those out there. They could yeah. take his, and I think that collab would mm-hmm. be great. Don't get me wrong, I know you can't <laughs> Steve Perry at this rate, but I think that's that genre yeah. of rock and country still hasn't hit its potential of the combo together. You have you you're deep into producers. So who's your favorite producer? Is it Ted Templeman? Yes. With the Van Halen. Early oh albums yeah, just insane yeah. to me. Yeah. I can play those front to back. Okay. Well done. It's a good one. It's a really good choice. What festival would you like to go to someday? Never been to Bonnaroo. I want yes. to check that out. Never been there. Never been to Lollapalooza actually. Mm-hmm. I think it's a little more uppity compared yeah. to. Bonnaroo. I want it to be like relaxed, laid back, yeah. Yeah. or even a Glastonbury, mm-hmm. something like that. Oh, I would love to do a yeah, like, European. You get a festival. world music view. Mm-hmm. That's what I would love. I think. Yeah. Um, you've seen a lot of album covers. Is there a certain album cover art that you just like? That is one of the best album cover arts ever. Blood Sugar Sex Magic. Run out of covers. That's it's fantastic. Every time I look, I'm like, this is so cool. Yeah, it's different. It's just cool. It's different, yeah. I mean, there's probably a ton out there that I can think of, but that yeah. one just immediately hit me in there. Yeah. John had an answer for this, John Turner, in my last interview. and I'm wondering if you can think of a piece of photography that stuck out to you from any time from when you were younger till now. Yes. So is there any one that you think of, like, I this every time I see this piece of art... Anytime I see this photograph from that period. To me, and it symbolizes rock and roll mm-hmm. to me, is the image of Jimmy Page pounding some Jack Daniels. Yes. The bottle where he's got it to the mm-hmm. end and he just downed an entire before he's about to go out. Yes. And I'm pretty sure that was before the what's the album? The live album. I don't know why I'm blanking. Song on remains this. the same. Yes, very good. Mm-hmm. It's it's that live album that they do. Mm-hmm. He just goes out there, he's going to shred, and he's plastered. I mean, I that's rock and roll, dude. I don't care who That is rock and roll. When I see that, I don't know, that makes me think of, like, that era. Of, I don't, you know, Jimmy Page, man. Yeah. Uh, what I usually do at the end of these is I like to hear about, and this can be anything, anything at all. It can be whatever you want. It can be multiple things. Anything you want to promote or talk about that you feel you might want to cover. Gospel. Okay. And I'm not saying just gospel music. I'm saying, like, for me, that was the branch that I'm like, oh, this is great. <clears throat> As a Christian, obviously, I love it. But I, I'm seeing, like, okay, maybe I can venture into this avenue. And I'll love this, too. Mm-hmm. I think, overall, my biggest thing is I want people to just branch out. Mm-hmm. Start to see different artists. Like, go listen to reggae in 2020. Just... I think you'll be surprised at how much music you'll really love. Yeah. A lot of people get pigeonholed. They go, I'm a country music lover. This is what it is. This is my comfort zone. I'm not going out of like, it. Like, stop. Yeah. There's, there's, the Eagles are country music. Mm-hmm. When you break it down. <laughs> Their whole continuation with Vince Gill. Like, wow. Yeah. You know? Glenn Fry's son. Yeah. Yes. Why, that's, that's so amazing for them Can't to do that. Gone, yeah. Too. Yeah. So, no, I, I think that's good that you're putting it out there because... Yes. And there's nothing. There's two genres of positivity put there, you know, gospel and reggae is, to me, is like, I don't hear much. I'm sure it's out there and somebody can send it to me. Oh, here's some revolutionary, oh, like, no, overall, reggae does make an upbeat feeling to you. It makes you feel really good. At the end of the day, we love new stuff that comes out, but there's still the roots. 
we still have that album that we go back to listen to our car oh, at home yeah. or but I just think if you branch out a little bit you'd be surprised at how much more you'll love like yeah. if I had one guy that I'm gonna say that I'll go out on a limb is Zach Williams mm-hmm. check him out anybody it's yeah. he is to me he's taking gospel music but it's got the rock edge so it's like there's there's just a great mix of it he's got a song with Dolly Parton he's got songs with I mean it's just it's really well Amazing. done so we're coming to the end of the podcast, but I wanted to bring up at the end of the podcast here that this is the first of many conversations I'm going to be having with Reese Argo. Yes. And so I'm looking very forward <laughs> to seeing what we, we're going to be able to talk to in the future a lot more. And he's actually the one that got me started to want to do this. And we uh, talked about even doing it together before we did any of this. Mm-hmm. Um, he has a podcast and we're going to promote that. Yes. Here we go. Mr. Argo podcast if you want to go there and uh, fall asleep no I'm just kidding uh, if you want to it has a mix of everything there's financial advice there is uh, political there's I mean everything in between I just want to talk about things that bother me I want to get it off my chest and talk about what I think people need to positively move towards okay in life but where can they get it at Spotify Apple all the all the main ones okay anchor And uh, you will probably at some point see our own podcast, which I'm hoping to do someday, just between me. And uh, you'll see something uh, come together with that. Mm -hmm. So I want to thank everybody for uh, listening to Music Seeds, the music that made us. And uh, thank you, Mr. Harvey. Thank you for having me. I loved it. Thank you. Hi, this is Johnny. I'm your host. And you are listening to Music Seeds. The music that made us.